The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. A happy Friday to you. Good morning. I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Friday, November 18th, 2022, Friday of the 33rd week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year C, cycle two. Friday's a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the rosary. And today is the optional memorial of the dedication of the basilicas of St. Peter and St. Paul in Rome. Now, St. Peter's is probably the most famous church in Christendom. It's massive in scale, and a veritable museum of art and architecture. In 319, Constantine built a basilica on the Vatican Hill that stood for more than a thousand years. In 1506, Pope Julius II ordered it raised and reconstructed. St. Paul's outside the walls, where St. Paul is believed to have been beheaded, is the largest church in Rome, or at least it was until St. Peter's was rebuilt. The most recent edifice was constructed after a fire in 1823. The first basilica was also Constantine's doing. Saints Peter and Paul, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. O my Lord and my God, I offer to you this day and forever my body, my soul, and my heart with all their works, powers, and affections, in the spirit of contrition and atonement, in the spirit of adoration and thanksgiving, in the spirit of faith, hope, and charity. I lay my past, my present, and my future at your feet, and I pray that I may accomplish your will during every moment of my mortal life and rejoice in your love for my whole eternity. Through my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, with whose prayers, labors, and sufferings I beseech you to unite and sanctify mine. Amen. And along with Pope Francis, we pray for children who are suffering, especially those who are homeless, orphans, and victims of war. May they be guaranteed access to education and the opportunity to experience family affection. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's 10 Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon of my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Garden Angel, intercede for me. Today we celebrate a curious feast, or actually... Strictly speaking, it's an optional memorial in the sense that the priest doesn't absolutely have to celebrate it. So if you go to Mass today and it's not this feast, fine, the priest is just exercising his rights. And the feast or the memorial is the dedication of the basilicas of St. Peter and St. Paul in Rome. Now we already have two feasts of St. Peter. We have the chair of St. Peter on the 22nd of February, celebrating the Pope's authority to teach us. Then, of course, St. Peter and St. Paul on June the 29th. Interesting, like today's celebration, Peter is linked to Paul. So what's going on here? Well, let's dive deeper, asking the Holy Spirit to guide us. And actually, it is fitting that we have three feasts linked to St. Peter. 
Because after our Lord Jesus Christ, and then after Our Lady, he's the most important figure in the New Testament. So the Church isn't exaggerating in giving us these feasts. And to him alone our Lord said, You are Peter, and on this rock I will build my Church, and the gates of hell will never prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. But what's today's feast all about? Holy Spirit, we ask you to guide us as we explore this. Now it's normal to celebrate the anniversary of the dedication of a cathedral. One does so in every diocese. And the other day we celebrated the anniversary of the dedication of St. John Lateran, which is the Cathedral of Rome. Yes, that's the cathedral and not St. Peter's, as people often think. St. Peter's is just the Pope's own church, almost we could say like his chapel albeit a very big and splendid one. So celebrating the dedication of a cathedral is a reminder that the cathedral is like the mother church of the diocese, the central focus of the diocese's unity around the bishop. It's so important for us Catholics to be united around the bishop. We ask you, Heavenly Father, Jesus, your Son, Holy Spirit, we ask you that we may be very united around the bishop. And whether you like the bishop or not is not the point. If the bishop says what you like, well, pray for him to keep on saying it. If he doesn't say what you like, well, just pray for him to be guided ever more by the Spirit. The Basilicas of St. Peter and St. Paul are two great churches in Rome, and they both contain the bones of the saint they're named after. So St. Peter's has those of St. Peter, and St. Paul outside the wall has those of St. Paul. There's a great tradition in the church, and very strong and ancient, that both these apostles died in Rome. Indeed, some church fathers see the church in Rome as being spiritually founded on their blood. Their martyred blood waters and sanctifies the soil on which the church of Rome grew up. It seems that both died during the persecution of Nero, maybe sometime around 64 to 66 AD. Peter was crucified upside down. It seems he chose this in his humility, not considering himself worthy to be crucified the same way as his Lord. And Paul, as a Roman citizen, was treated a bit better and only got his head chopped off. And there's an ancient tradition that his head bounced three times and three fountains sprang up where the head bounced. And there's a place in Rome, Tre Fontani, three fountains, which commemorates this. Now we could call this tradition with a small t, It might well be true, but it might possibly be not, and it's not essential to our faith. The fundamental unity, however, between St. Peter and St. Paul would be tradition with a capital T. It's more important and more a part of our faith. Now, some Protestant writers like to make a big thing of that episode in Antioch, which St. Paul writes about in his letter to the Galatians, when Paul gave Peter a massive public fraternal correction for his double standards. And although we only have St. Paul's side of the story, it seems like he was right, and Peter deserved correcting. And the Holy Spirit has wanted this episode recorded in the Bible. And if it's good enough for you, Divine Spirit, it's good enough for us. But later on in the Bible, in Peter's second epistle, as he approaches death, he talks of our beloved brother Paul, and recommends his epistles, putting them at the level of other scriptural writings. The Holy Spirit, let's remember, also wanted that in the Bible. 
And we see other places in the Bible where they're united. Paul goes up to Jerusalem to present his gospel, his preaching, to Peter and the other leading apostles. And then we see in the so-called Council of Jerusalem, Peter supporting Paul over the question of not needing to circumcise the pagans. And then there's a massive tradition in the church of the union between these apostles. This is expressed in various ways. For example, there are many icons showing the embrace between them. And then there's what we've already seen about the Father seeing the Church of Rome somehow founded on their blood. And then there's these two feasts linking the two apostles. So Holy Spirit, again, what are you teaching us here? And what can we learn? How can we somehow share in that embrace so that we too can serve the Church evermore? Because that's what we want to do, Divine Spirit. We want to serve the Church. Now, Peter and Paul, in many ways, represent two essential poles in the church. Peter, who confirms and leads us in the faith, and Paul, who goes out to preach it. Peter, we could say, represents the church's inner unity, and Paul, its outer expansion. Now, actually, that's a bit of a simplification, because it was Peter who opened the door to the pagans, allowing them to enter the church. And we, we read all about that in the Acts of the Apostles, in the episode of Cornelius, the Roman centurion, the pagan, whom Peter baptizes and welcomes into the church. But we could say that the door Peter opened, Paul went through. And we need both dimensions in our life. If we are to serve you, Jesus, to be your apostles, and we thank you for the gift of the church, and we ask you for the grace to live out our full vocation within it. And that means our unity in the faith around Peter, the Pope, and our unity in our diocese, in our parish, in our church community, around the Pope, around our pastor, around the bishop. But we also need a great outgoing spirit of evangelization. We need to stand on the rock of Peter and go out to spread the gospel with the dynamism and energy of St. Paul. Now that doesn't mean we're all super dynamic apostles. It's beautiful to see that with Paul there were all sorts of lesser people we could say. He didn't quite have his dynamism. Timothy, Titus and others. But all of them somehow shared in his work. So you might not have the gifts and the, the charisma of St. Paul or his dynamism. But you too can be a collaborator with him. As a great church father, St. Peter Damon wrote, Each one of the faithful is so to say the church in miniature. And you divine spirit are calling us to be the church in miniature in our environment, united around Peter, evangelizing like Paul. Today's first reading shows St. Paul coming into Rome. Whether that was his last time or on another trip, we know he came to Rome to die there. The Gospel, perhaps surprisingly, is not the episode of Caesarea Philippi when Jesus calls Peter the Rock, as we've already read. Rather, it's the episode where Peter tries to walk on water and fails. He starts and does so for a bit, but loses faith. But let's remember, before we criticise him too much, that the other 11 apostles didn't even leave the boat, and we wouldn't have either. Jesus, we wouldn't have had the courage to respond to your call. So as we celebrate today a physical building, or two of them, the Basilicas of St. Peter and St. Paul, let's be warned against presumption. Our faith isn't based on buildings. If St. Peter were destroyed, obviously it would be a great shame for what it stands for, its architectural and artistic beauty. But we could rebuild it in time. Our faith isn't based on a physical building. And Peter is not a rock in himself. He's only a rock to the extent that he is based on Christ. Alone he would sink, as he does in this episode, 
And as we see, for example, him sinking when he denied Jesus Christ three times. His strength, his rockness, depends on our Lord, holding on to Christ's hand, standing on the rock of Christ. Let's pray a lot today for the Holy Father, that he may hold tightly to Christ's hand. And let's pray that there may be many Pauls in the church, or collaborators of Paul, including us, who go out to spread the faith to all whom we meet. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations you've communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you for help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my God and Angel, intercede for me. More of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 16 past the hour on Daybreak. Welcome back to Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Friday, November 18th, 2022. I'm Paul Sadek. This day of prayer begins right now as we join the whole church, led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips. And And my my mouth mouth will will proclaim your praise. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Come, let us sing to the Lord, and shout with joy to the rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord for God's great love is without end. The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him, the dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Come then, let us bow down and worship, Bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God and we are His people. The flock He shepherds. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord. For God's great love is without end. Today listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness. When at Meribah and Massah they challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all of my works. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Forty years I endured that generation. I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, 
They shall not enter into my rest. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Rise up, Lord, and come to my aid. Rise up, Lord, and come to my aid. O Lord, plead my cause against my foes. Fight those who fight me. Take up your buckler and shield. Arise to help me. O Lord, say to my soul, I am your salvation. But my soul shall be joyful in the Lord and rejoice in his salvation. My whole being will say, Lord, who is like you, who rescue the weak from the strong and the poor from the oppressor? Lying witnesses arise and accuse me unjustly. They repay me evil for good. My soul is forlorn. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Rise up, Lord, and come to my aid. All-powerful Lord, stand by me and defend me. All-powerful Lord, stand by me and defend me. When they were sick, I went into mourning, afflicted with fasting. My prayer was ever on my lips, as for a brother, a friend. I went as though mourning a mother, bowed down with grief. Now that I am in trouble, they gather. They gather and mock me. They take me by surprise and strike me and tear me to pieces. They provoke me with mockery on mockery and gnash their teeth. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, 
as it it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. All-powerful Lord, stand by me and defend me. My tongue will speak of your goodness all the day long. My tongue will speak of your goodness all the day long. O Lord, how long will you look on? Come to my rescue. Save my life from these raging beasts, my soul from these lions. I will thank you in the great assembly. Amid the throng I will praise you. Do not let my lying foes rejoice over me. Do not let those who hate me unjustly wink eyes at each other. O Lord, you have seen. Do not be silent. Do not stand afar off. Awake, stir to my defense, to my cause, O God. Let there be joy for those who love my cause. Let them say without end, Great is the Lord who delights in the peace of his servant. Then my tongue shall speak of your justice all day long of your praise. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will will be forever. Amen. Lord, you rescue the poor from their oppressors, and you rose to the aid of your beloved Son against those who unjustly sought his life. Look on your church as we journey to you, that the poor and weak may recognize the help you provide and proclaim your saving act. My tongue will speak of your goodness all the day long. My son, take my words to heart. Do as I say, and you will live. From the book of the prophet Zechariah, Thus says the Lord, On that day I will seek the destruction of all nations that come against Jerusalem. I will pour out on the house of David and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem a spirit of grace and petition, and they shall look on him who they have thrust through, and they shall mourn for him as one mourns for an only son, and they shall grieve over him as one grieves over a firstborn. On that day, the mourning in Jerusalem shall be as great as the mourning of Haderimnon in the plain of Megiddo, and the land shall mourn each family apart. On that day there shall be open to the house of David and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem a fountain to purify from sin and uncleanness. On that day, says the Lord of hosts, I will destroy the names of the idols from the land so that they shall be mentioned no more. I will also take away the prophets in the spirit of uncleanness from the land. If a man still prophesies, his parents, father, and mother shall say to him, You shall not live because you have spoken a lie in the name of the Lord. When he prophesies, his parents, father, and mother shall thrust him through. On that day, every prophet shall be ashamed to prophesy his vision. Neither shall he assume the hairy mantle to mislead, but he shall say, I am no prophet. I am a tiller of the soil. 
for I have owned land since my youth. And if anyone asks him, What are these wounds on your chest? He shall answer, With these I was wounded in the house of my dear ones. Awake, O sword, against my shepherd, against the man who is my associate, says the Lord of hosts. Strike the shepherd, that the sheep may be dispersed, and I will turn my hand against the little ones. In all the land, says the Lord, two-thirds of them shall be cut off and perish, and one-third shall be left. I will bring the one-third through fire, and I will refine them as silver is refined, and I will test them as gold is tested. They shall call upon my name, and I will hear them. I will say, They are my people. And they shall say, The Lord is my God. The Word of the Lord. Tonight your faith in me will be shaken, for Scripture says, I will will strike strike the the shepherd, shepherd, and and the the sheep sheep of the the flock will be scattered. Awake, O sword, and strike my shepherd, the man who is my companion, says the Lord. I I will will strike strike the the shepherd, shepherd, and and the the sheep of the flock will be scattered. A reading from a treatise on the kingdom of Jesus by St. John Eudes, priest. We must strive to follow and fulfill in ourselves the various stages of Christ's plan, as well as his mysteries, and frequently beg him to bring them to completion in us and in the whole church. For the mysteries of Jesus are not yet completely perfected and fulfilled. They are complete indeed in the person of Jesus, but not in us, who are his members, nor in his church, which is his mystical body. The Son of God wills to give us a share in his mysteries, and somehow to extend them to us. He wills to continue them in us, and in his universal church. This is brought about first, through the graces he has resolved to impart to us, and then through the works he wishes to accomplish in us through these mysteries. This is his plan for fulfilling his mysteries in us. For this reason, St. Paul says that Christ is being brought to fulfillment in his church, and that all of us contribute to this fulfillment. And thus he achieves the fullness of life, that is, the mystical stature that he has in his mystical body, which will reach completion only on Judgment Day. In another place, Paul says, I complete in my own flesh what is lacking in the sufferings of Christ. This is the plan by which the Son of God completes and fulfills in us all the various stages and mysteries. He desires us to perfect the mystery of his incarnation and birth by forming himself in us and by being reborn in our souls through the blessed sacraments of baptism and the Eucharist. He fulfills his hidden life in us, hidden with him in God. He intends to perfect the mysteries of his passion, death, and resurrection by causing us to suffer, die, and rise again with him and in him. Finally, he wishes to fulfill in us the state of his glorious and immortal life, when he will cause us to live a glorious eternal life with him and in him in heaven. In the same way, he would complete and fulfill in us and in his church his other stages and mysteries. He wants to give us a share in them, and to accomplish and continue them in us. 
so it is that the mysteries of Christ will not be completed until the end of time, because he has arranged that the completion of his mysteries in us and in the church will only be achieved at the end of time. I rejoice in my sufferings. In In my my body body, I do do all that I can to fill up what has yet to be endured by Christ for the sake of his body, the church. For this I struggle and press on with the power of Christ working in me to make me strong. In my body I do all that I can to fill up what has yet to be endured by Christ for the sake of his body, the church. Father of all that is good, keep us faithful in serving you, for to serve you is our lasting joy. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Twenty-five minutes before the hour, we'll check out today's gospel in just a few minutes, along with In Conversation with God and Morning Prayer on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Friday, November 18th, 2022. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, we see the Lord's temper. It's from the 19th chapter of the Gospel of Luke. And... He entered the temple and began to drive out those who sighed. It is written, My house shall be a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of robbers. And he was teaching daily in the temple. The chief priests and the scribes and the principal men of the people sought to destroy him. But they did not find anything they could do, for all the people hung upon his words. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. God has always been pretty specific about how he wants worship to take place, whether he was speaking directly to Moses or through his church. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 5, Ordinary Time. The Lord gave Moses very detailed instructions concerning the dignity to be accorded divine worship. He laid down specifications for the construction of the tabernacle, the Ark of the Covenant, and the altar. He gave Moses guidelines for sacred utensils and priestly vestments. He explained the rites of preparation for sacrificial victims. He listed the feasts to be celebrated. God named the tribe and the people who would exercise the priestly function. There on Mount Sinai, God taught his chosen people how to respect the objects used in his cult. The problem was that the Jews were continually being influenced by the pagan religions all around them. God wanted to give his people a profound respect for the sacred. Jesus Christ underlined this teaching with a new spirit. His zeal for the house of God is fundamental to the good news. 
By throwing the merchants out of the temple, Jesus left no room for doubt about his meaning. He was willing to use strong words in his preaching on this subject. Do not give dogs what is holy, and do not throw your pearls before swine. It seems that there is an almost ubiquitous denial of anything sacred in our contemporary world. In our day, a very false opinion is popularized which holds that the sense of religion implanted in men by nature is to be regarded as something adventitious or imaginary, and hence is to be rooted completely from the mind as altogether inconsistent with the spirit of our age and the progress of civilization. How striking it is to note that the propagators of these ideas who claim to be themselves so highly cultured receive with such credulity the prognostications of computer programming. Everybody believes that there is someone ruling the universe, someone who is not bound by human knowledge or technology. They have no faith, but they do have superstitions. The church teaches us that God is our one and only Lord. She has given us detailed instructions for the practice of divine cult. These guidelines are an expression of the church's love and honor for God. Holy Mother Church wants each of its churches to be an authentic house of prayer. Holy Mass is to be the center and root of Christian life. Pastors should see to it that all churches and public oratories where the Blessed Sacrament is reserved remain open for at least several hours in the morning and evening so that it may be easy for the faithful to pray before the Blessed Sacrament. The presence of the Blessed Sacrament should be indicated according to traditional practices, such as by the use of a sanctuary lamp. The Blessed Sacrament should be reserved in a solid, inviolable tabernacle in the middle of the main altar or on a side altar, but in a truly prominent place. It ought to be suitable for private prayer so that the faithful may easily and fruitfully by private devotion also continue to honor our Lord in this sacrament. These practices are first and foremost manifestations of our love for Jesus Christ. They are secondarily intended to be indications of his presence. The pastor, therefore, should here teach that men should be so warmly interested in promoting the worship and honor of God as to be said rather to be jealous of him than to love him in imitation of him who says, Zeal for thy house has consumed me. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers, You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. 17 before the hour, we continue praying. We join the whole church as we're led by our friends at divineoffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia.
you will accept the true sacrifice offered on your altar. Lord, you will accept the true sacrifice offered on your altar. Have mercy on me, God, in your kindness. In your compassion, blot out my offense. O oh, wash me more and more from my guilt, and cleanse me from my sin. My offenses, truly, I know them. My sin is always before me. Against you, you alone have I sinned. What is evil in your sight, I have done. That you may be justified when you give sentence, and be without reproach when you judge. O oh, see, in guilt I was born. A sinner was I conceived. Indeed, you love truth in the heart. Then in the secret of my heart, teach me wisdom. O oh, purify me, then I shall be clean. O oh, wash me, I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear rejoicing and gladness, that the bones you have crushed may revive. From my sins turn away your face and blot out all my guilt. A pure heart create for me, O God. Put a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, nor deprive me of your Holy Spirit. Give me again the joy of your help. With a spirit of fervor sustain me, that I may teach transgressors your ways, and sinners may return to you. O oh, rescue me, God, my helper, and my tongue shall ring out your goodness. O oh, Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall declare your praise. For in sacrifice you take no delight. Burnt offering from me you would refuse. My sacrifice, a contrite spirit, a humbled contrite heart you will not spurn. In your goodness show favor to Zion, rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with lawful sacrifice, holocaust offered on your altar. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it, it was, was in the beginning, beginning is, is now, now and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Father, he who knew no sin was made sin for us, to save us and restore us to your friendship. Look upon our contrite heart and afflicted spirit and heal our troubled conscience, so that in joy and strength of the Holy Spirit we may proclaim your praise and glory before all the nations. Lord, you will accept the true sacrifice offered on your altar. All the descendants of Israel will glory in the Lord's gift of victory. All the descendants of Israel will glory in the Lord's gift of victory. Truly with you God is hidden, the God of Israel, the Savior. Those are put to shame and disgrace who vent their anger against him. Those go in disgrace 
who carve images. Israel, you are saved by the Lord, saved forever. You shall never be put to shame or disgrace in future ages. For thus says the Lord, the Creator of the heavens, who is God, the designer and maker of the earth, who established it, not creating it to be a waste, but designing it to be lived in. I am the Lord, and there is no other. I have not spoken from hiding, nor from some dark place of the earth, and I have not said to the descendants of Jacob, Look for me in an empty waste. I, the Lord, promise justice. I foretell what is right. Come and assemble, gather together, you fugitives among the Gentiles. They are without knowledge who bear wooden idols and pray to gods that cannot save. Come here and declare in council together, who announced this from the beginning and foretold it from of old. Was it not I, the Lord, besides whom there is no other God? There is no just and saving God but me. Turn to me and be safe, all you ends of the earth, for I am God. There is no other. By myself I swear, uttering my just decree and my unalterable word. To me every knee shall bend, by me every tongue shall swear, saying, Only in the Lord are just deeds and power. Before him in shame shall come all who vent their anger against him. In the Lord shall be the vindication and the glory of all the descendants of Israel. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it as was, it was in, the in the beginning, beginning is, is now, and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. All the descendants of Israel will glory in the Lord's gift of victory. Let us go into God's presence singing for joy. Let us go into God's presence, singing for joy. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before Him, singing for joy. Know that He, the Lord, is God. He made us. We belong to Him. We are His people, the sheep of His flock. Go within His gates, giving thanks. Enter his courts with songs of praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Indeed, how good is the Lord, eternal his merciful love. He is faithful from age to age. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it was, was in the beginning, beginning is now, now and, and will, will be, be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. With joy and gladness we cry out to you, Lord, and ask you, open our hearts to sing your praises and announce your goodness and truth. Let us, Let us go, go into God's, God's presence, presence singing for joy. A reading from the letter to the Ephesians. Never let evil talk pass your lips. Say only the good things men need to hear, things that will really help them. Do nothing that will sadden the Holy Spirit with whom you were sealed against the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, all passion and anger, harsh words, slander, and malice of every kind. In place of these, 
Be kind to one another, compassionate, and mutually forgiving, just as God has forgiven you in Christ. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. At daybreak, be merciful to me. At daybreak, be merciful to me. Make known to me the path that I must walk. Be Be merciful to me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. At At daybreak, be merciful to me. The Lord has come to his people and set them free. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to to guide guide our feet into into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Lord has come to his people and set them free. Through his cross, the Lord Jesus brought salvation to the human race. We adore him, and in faith we call out to him, Lord, pour out your mercy upon us. Lord, pour out your mercy upon us. Christ, rising sun, warm us with your rays. And restrain us from every evil impulse. Lord, pour out your mercy upon us. Keep guard over our thoughts, words, and actions. And make us pleasing in your sight this day. Lord, pour out your mercy upon us. Turn your gaze from our sinfulness. And cleanse us from our iniquities. Lord, pour out your mercy upon us. Through your cross and resurrection, fill us with the consolation of the Spirit. Lord, pour out your mercy upon us. Let us make our prayers and praise complete by offering the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. 
and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. God, our Father, you conquer the darkness of ignorance by the light of your word. Strengthen within our hearts the faith you have given us. Let not temptation ever quench the fire that your love has kindled within us. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Old Covenant Controversies with Cale Clark on The Faith Explained, 1230 Central, or on the Relevant Radio app. In the meantime, Morning Air is coming up in just a few minutes with John and Glenn. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central, or on the app. Go out, make it a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio.